Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrestling Let's Talk About It. I am so sorry it's been so long since I recorded anything. It has been, God, almost a year I think since I recorded anything. Um, I just really haven't had anything to talk about to be honest. Um, The way the WWE product has been, I didn't want to just make a bunch of podcasts complaining about WWE product. Um, There's been a lot happening with AEW, of course, but it seems like everybody makes a, a podcast or something about the same thing, so I didn't want to feel like everybody was listening to the same podcast over and over again, um, but I had somebody ask me to do a an all-out experience podcast because I went to all-out at the beginning of September, which at this point would have been a week ago tomorrow. Um, I'm recording this in my car, so I apologize if this sounds weird. Uh, I literally can't record podcasts in my house because I live with a bunch of kids, and it's never quiet in my house. So, we're going to see how this sounds. If it sounds good, we'll upload it. If it doesn't, then you're not listening to this right now. Uh, But yeah, I got tickets to All Out back when they went on sale. I had a hell of an experience getting tickets to All Out. My son's mom, Brittany, who you've heard on a podcast with me previously, um, we both are AEW fans, we're both wrestling fans in general, but more AEW than anything, got into the queue to get tickets, and it kicked me out of the queue, which I had been sitting there since tickets were supposed to go on sale, so I'm sitting there for, you know, an hour waiting for the queue to open up, and I'm only like, I can't remember what it was, I think it was like 586 in line, I I don't, it was something, and I knew I was going to get through quick, and then I get through to the ticket part of it, and it kicks me out of the queue, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me, like, I had the money ready, and everything, I was like, you've got to be kidding me, so I am, at that point, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to happen, like, All Out was in Chicago, as you know, if you're a wrestling fan, All Out was in Chicago, so I'm four hours from the venue, I was like, I'm going to this show, I'm not going to miss it. And the same thing in full gear in November. Whether it's in St. Louis, whether it's in Minnesota, I want to go. Because I told myself I was going to attend all four pay-per-views at some point. Anyway, Brittany gets into the queue and she tries a couple times. And then she finally gets the the ticket secured and tells me. And like, I feel bad. I still feel bad to this day for the way I reacted when she got me the ticket. Because I was like half asleep. Like, I had gotten home from work the night before at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, whatever, and I am trying to get the ticket, I can't get it, and then she gets it and tells me, and my reaction was like, I wasn't excited, and Brittany, when you're listening to this, because I know you will, it wasn't that I wasn't excited, I was half asleep, because there was just, like, it wasn't just a half asleep, I was frustrated because it kicked me out, and, but yeah, so, the waiting period between getting the ticket and going there comes, and of course, they announce all of this stuff between Thursday and Friday, or sorry, Thursday and Sunday leading up to to All Out, um, between, there was a softball game on Thursday, there was a, there was a, the, the meet and greets on Friday, there was the meet and greets on Saturday, then there's the pre-party on Sunday, like, they announced all this stuff, and I was like, cool, I'll get as much time off as possible, and we will go, uh, so it didn't go as planned, which I'll get into here in a minute, um, I watched all the dynamites leading up to the build-up, 
awesome, great, all these rumors start about, you know, Brian Danielson and Adam Cole because Adam Cole's debut happened so quick that it was within, like, the two weeks of of All Out happening. Um, Brian Danielson was originally supposed to be the September 22nd New York show, and it got pushed up because they don't know if the 22nd New York show is going to happen. But, anyway... Um, so those were, and I'll talk about my reaction to those, but those were definitely surprises that nobody expected to happen at that time. Uh, so September 3rd comes, which is the Friday before I had to leave at midnight because I didn't have the money to stay both days. So I only had the money to stay at a hotel for one day because hotels in Hoffman Estates, Chicago, whatever you call that area is expensive. Like it was going to be just for me to stay from Friday to Sunday was going to be $600. Uh, so next year when I go, I know to save that kind of money to stay at a nice hotel. Uh, but they also try to up the prices when you go to a hotel. Like the convention center where the Fan Fest was on Saturday, they tried to tell me that the rates were going to be $500 a night because the Fan Fest was there. And I was like, no, I'm not paying $500 a night for a hotel. Uh, and that leads to my hotel situation so I leave at midnight Friday night to go to Hoffman Estates all out Chicago whatever you want to call it it's a suburb of Chicago it's Hoffman Estates there is a city called Palestine I think I think that's what it's called it was it's the same area it's not far from Hoffman Estates they have a red roof in I was like I can't afford you know $600 for hotel, whatever. I can't do it. So I look for the cheapest hotel I can, find the Red Roof Inn, which is a bad idea in the first place because Red Roof Inn is, doesn't have great reviews, doesn't have great whatever. Anyway, I wasn't doing any more than sleeping there for a few hours and getting up and going to FanFest. So I was like, I don't need to spend $600. So I get on this, this app called Hopper, which I recommend if you're looking for the best hotel deals because they did a great job booking it for me. It was the hotel itself that was the issue, not the app. So I get in at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning into Hoffman Estates, get to the Red Roof Inn. I'm like, hey, cool, we need to check in. I just need to sleep for a few hours. Fan Fest starts at 10 o'clock. The guy's like, we can't check you in until 3 p.m. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Sorry, I'm trying not to cuss just in case kids listen to it. So I'm like, is there anything you can do to get me checked in early? He was like, well, you can try to call at 11. That's not going to work either. At 11 and 3, I was at the Fan Fest both times. It's not going to work. So I had to cancel that reservation, which held up the $84 I already paid. So I'm out $84 of money now. So I have to go to another hotel and find some hotel that I can afford. I had $200 in spending money when I got to Chicago. I was going to buy a shirt for me and Brittany because she wanted the CM Punk vs. Darby Allen shirt. I was going to buy food and I was going to buy a couple of memorabilia. And of course I had to have the money for meet and greets if I wanted to. So I run to the convention center hotel where FanFest is happening. I was like, hey, I just had this happen. What can you do for me? Um, having $200 in my pocket, she said the cheapest we can do is $179. I said I can't do that, which was great because I, I love her to death. Her name was Stephanie. It was at the, the Renaissance Convention Center Hotel. If you're ever dealing with Stephanie there, she was amazing. She did everything she could to help me. Uh, the boss was going to do the rates at $4.99 a night, and they got it down to $1.79 for me. Now, I didn't stay there, 
but the reason why I didn't stay there was because that would have taken all of my money except for $20 of it, and I couldn't do that because I had promised Brittany her shirt already, which was $35. So she says, I can call different hotels. I can call and see what we can do. I said, okay. So she calls three different hotels. Two of them don't answer. One of them does. They tell me they can get my rate down to 120 at a Courtyard Marriott. Great. Courtyard Marriott's are always nice. They're everywhere. People know what they are. So I go to put the money in the in my card because all I have is cash on me. It's a hell of a thing trying to get money on a card because it's 6 o'clock in the freaking morning. So I'm driving all over Chicago trying to find some place that will load money onto my card for me at 6 o'clock in the morning. Finally, I find a 7-Eleven that will do it. They put the money on the card for me. I'm like, cool. Got the $120 on my card because it was $110 plus $10 deposit. I was like, cool, awesome, which I just realized I didn't get that deposit back. I don't know if they charge me for that or not. Anyway, uh, so I do that, go to the hotel. As I'm driving to the hotel, a subscription comes out for $8. I was like, are you shitting me right now? Excuse my language, but that's the only way I can put it. So I get to the hotel, and I'm like, here's my issue. I said, I just had somebody call, and I had $120 as I was driving to you dollars came out don't know if there's anything you can do if not i'll sleep in my car whatever they did what they could do for me and i did not catch either female's name and i'm so sorry it was at courtyard marriott that's about 15 minutes from now arena and they did everything they could to help me they put me down as stranded gave me a room for a hundred dollars let me stay there for a night gave me a free breakfast which was amazing these two ladies were incredible um, didn't have any issues with the hotel stay. She even put it into where I could check out at 3 o'clock if I wanted to. Because the pre-party was at 1. The doors didn't open until 5.30. So she was like, if you need to stay later, you can. That's great. So I get to stay in that hotel room. And it is a nice room on the main floor, too. It was right down the hall from the entrance. It was a double... It was either double... I think it was a double queen-size bed. It wasn't a king. They were too small to be kings. But it was a double queen size bed. Like everything was clean. I, I always look for white sheets in hotel rooms because white sheets typically means they don't have a bug problem. Um, that's a little tip for anybody if you don't know this. If you go to a hotel and they have colored sheets, it's usually an issue because typically they use color sheets to try to hide like bed bug, blood stains, and stuff like that. If they have white sheets, it's harder to hide stuff like that. So it makes it a little bit better to, to stay in a hotel where you know they're using white sheets for their bedding. Um, stayed there, slept there from 6.30 to 9.30 or something like that. Like, I didn't sleep long at all. I had to get up and get ready. Um, shower was nice. Everything was nice. Even the, the first time I've seen this hotel, instead of having the tiny little shampoo bottles, they actually had, like, pump handle bottles of body wash, shampoo, and conditioner, like, in a holder on the wall. Like, it was, it was nice. Like, it was real nice. I was... I was pleasantly surprised what I got for $100. I got super lucky on the hotel thing. Um, the $84 wasn't lucky, but the $100 was. So, I go to FanFest. I'm excited for FanFest because I'd already bought a meet and greet ticket for Darby Allen. That's the only person I could afford was Darby. Darby was the one person I wanted to meet. And then I remember they have free meet and greets. Um, I can't remember all of them, but I can try to tell you some of the ones that I got. So, some of the free meet and greets throughout the day that I got, I got Jamie Hayter, who was a sweetheart. I didn't get to get her autograph because there were so many people in line trying to meet her that by the time I got up there, uh, they were just handing out pictures and having us take a picture with her. She was amazing, though. She was great. 
Um, I met the gun club, Austin and Colton, great guys. Um, I think I made Colton mad because I told him that the people rec the reason people recognize him in a crowd is because he looks like his dad, and he took it as the only reason why people recognize him is because of that, which is not what I meant. I meant because he looks exactly like his father, so people are going to be like, oh shit, you're Colton Gunn. I mean, if because Austin, I don't think, looks anything like his dad. I think he just... Yeah, I, I think if he got his looks, it's from his mom. I don't think he looks anything like his dad. But Colton looks exactly like his father. Um, but I don't think he took it too bad. I think at first he misunderstood. But when I went up there to meet them at the meet and greet, he seemed cool about it. And I talked to him a couple times. Uh, the Fan Fest was absolutely fantastic. The panels were great. We got to see uh, video games uh, footage. And we got to see the new figures. Uh, we got to see Britt Baker talk about a couple things. And she was literally like five feet from us uh, on the panel because we were standing there waiting for Darby Allen while she was talking. Uh, Gun Club, like I said, was great. They were nice guys. I got to meet uh, Chaos Project, Luther, and uh, Pentago. Nice guys. Didn't get a picture with them because my phone died. Uh, Darby Allen, I was excited for because he's one of my favorites. And him wrestling Punk and Punk's first match back had me all excited because Punk, my son is named after Punk. My son's name is Landon Brooks. So to have to go to All Out and be able to see Punk's first match back was already enough as it is. But then get to meet Darby Allen and get to meet Big Swole, who is the sweetest person. That's somebody that I will try to meet every single year. She's the only person who personalized my autograph for me. Um, and I got to meet the Wingman a couple times. I got to meet them at the pre-party too. Um, and so it was just all in all a great day at FanFest. It was there was just so much going on. I got to see Dorsey doing his paintings. I got to be there to reveal Dorsey doing his painting of Brody Lee, which was very emotional because the Dark Order was up there with him. So to get to see that reveal was great. It was just a fun day. I mean, the atmosphere for an AEW show is so great, man. Like, I try to go to other companies, and I'm not going to mention them because everybody knows who we're talking about. And you try to talk to people, and people just act like they don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, so we're all here for the same thing, so why are we not... Why are we not talking about this? Why are we not, you know, opening up to each other about what wrestling we prefer, who we like, blah, blah, blah. And that's what happened on Sunday. So FanFest ended at 6.30 on Saturday, I think. It was either 6 or 6.30. I'm tired as hell by the time this thing is done. Um, I stood in line for a lot of people, watched the panels, watched a lot of things happen. Uh, the biggest thing I saw happen that bothered me was uh, Thunder Rosa, who has a notorious attitude like she's a great wrestler don't get me wrong I love her in the ring but as a person reacting with the fan she's not that great so I watched her deny a picture with the fan as she was walking through she wasn't mobbed by a bunch of people she literally took the guy's phone and pushed it down she didn't say no she pushed his phone down she's lucky she didn't knock it out of his hand because if she knocked my phone out of my hand and broke it I would have made her pay for it and so after that happened she comes back out from the curtain and she runs across the floor to avoid anybody to the other curtain and I'm like why even do that like why do you feel like you have to avoid or avoid the fans so much that you run across the room to avoid people and it's not the first incident she's happened Brittany's had friends that have said that she's been rude to them too the only time I saw her be nice was when she was getting paid to be nice to people. So during her meet and greet, you could see her smiling, laughing, whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's because you're getting paid to to meet these people. You, 
if, if you try to run, if you run into her in her parking lot or something, she will not take pictures, she will not do autographs, nothing. She will not do any of that. My biggest surprise of FanFest was Jade Cargill. Jade, I'm not a fan of on television at all. I have never have been. I don't like her character. Now I do. Because I watched the way that she interacted with the fans on the show. Or not on the show. Sorry, at FanFest. And she was laughing. She was smiling. She was interacting with people. And it made me realize how good of a character she actually is on TV. Because to her from go from being, I'm the baddest bitch. Which she actually signed on somebody's uh, picture once. Which I thought was great. Because they showed it to me. To interacting with fans and being able to make them feel included was amazing like I loved watching her do that and it made me a huge fan of hers from there so fan fest gets done leave go to the hotel sleep until the next morning uh, I didn't check out the hotel until noon I think because I couldn't be at the venue until 12:30 anyway they would not let anybody park until 12:30. So I get to the venue like 12.32. I remember looking at the clock. I remember vividly this day. So I get to the venue. I park. Parking is $20 like I said it was going to be. I was afraid it was going to be more just because when I went to WrestleMania in 2012, I thought it was going to be $20. It wasn't $20. It was $40. So I literally had to go to the gas station across the street in Miami and get another $20 out because I didn't have enough for parking. Parking is $20 like I said it was going to be great. Hand them $20. I park figure out where the pre-party is, which was hosted by the wingmen, and they had a gun club, um, dunk tank, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Max Caster did a uh, rap performance thing at like 1.30. It was all great. Um, the atmosphere for the pre-party was amazing. Met a couple of amazing people. Um, if you're a wrestling fan, go follow Lindsay Vegas on Instagram. She took a group photo of a bunch of us that met there. Uh, she is a great person, CM Punk fan, her husband was awesome, uh, they are, I think they said they lived in Chicago, uh, I met a bunch of people, I met people from Pittsburgh, I met people from St. Louis, um, I've, I've met so many people, and we just literally just stood around as a group of people, and just talked about wrestling for the, almost the entire party, until it was time to go to the arena, and stand in line, so me and a couple other guys, and go check out, uh, Brotherhood of the Geek. It is run by a guy named Brett and a friend of his, and they basically review wrestling and they review video games. They mostly do video games, but they uh, started doing wrestling reviews lately too because they got super into AEW. Uh, great guys, got to hang out with them almost the whole time. They were sitting in the section next to me, so once we got inside, they didn't really we didn't really interact. But I saw them at the end of the show. I said, "Hey, man, I'll see you later." They, you know, said bye. It was it was amazing. The atmosphere, not only during the show, but before the show, with everybody talking and everybody being like, yeah, dude, this is amazing, we're all here together, I loved it, it was so cool, and then to to be able to be in the arena for the show itself, man, like, I can't even describe the feeling of Justin Roberts being like, we go live in 30 seconds for All Out, like, it's a full capacity crowd are all excited for the same thing like there's nobody there just to be there we're all there for the same thing so you know luchasaurus tag team match happens we're all into it there's not a bad match on this card i'm not gonna break down every single every single card i'm not going to sit there and 
you know, I, that, I can do that on another one. If you guys want me to break down each match on each card and what I thought, that's fine. But I'm not going to sit here and make an hour and a half podcast about each match. I'll do that another time. Um, so we get in the doors. I am directly across from the ring and the entrance ramp up top. Only $45 for this ticket. It's a great seat. Pictures aren't the best, but I did get pictures. If anybody's listening to this and they want to see them, um, just send me a message. I'll send you the the pictures. I got a lot of pictures, um, especially of CM Punk and Darby Allen because that was the match I was looking forward to the most. So it's atmosphere is electric for that place from start to finish. There is not a dead spot in that entire pay-per-view. So a lot of times you'll see dead spots in pay-per-views because like people are worn out, people are overexcited, people get overexcited, they wear themselves out. Not a dead spot in this entire pay-per-view. Even with Paul White versus QT towards the end, which I thought was a weird placing for it, but I understand why. When you have CM Punk versus Darby Allen, you want to follow that up with something where people can kind of relax for a minute because it wasn't a very long match. Um, I actually tried to go to the bathroom during that match because I knew it wasn't going to be very long. Sorry, Paul White. I love you, but I had been holding it since 6.30. Yeah, it was so loud in there for almost every single match. My ears hurt by the time I was done, and I thought I was going to lose my voice. Uh, Between CM Punk's debut, which both Darby Allin and CM Punk in their entrances got cheered very, very loudly. I um, took videos of both because I wanted to send Brittany a, you know, point of view shot of both their entrances. So I got a video of both of theirs. I got a ton of pictures. I got entrances of Miro, Eddie Kingston. I was really hoping Eddie Kingston would win that match, but I think they're going to hold off until uh, the New York show, which makes sense because you want to be in his home state when you make that happen. So it's going to be a big pop when Andy Kingston finally wins a TNT title in New York here in a couple weeks. Um, I I don't know what to say without breaking down every match besides it was the most incredible experience I've ever had in my life. Like, people are thinking I'm going to say that because I'm just an AEW mark. No, I've been to WrestleMania. I've been front row for Raw. I've been to Dynamite, and I've been to All Out now. And this was, hands down, the best experience I've ever had. Now, it could have been my seats. It could have been the way the fans are. It was better than WrestleMania 28 that I went to. And WrestleMania 28 was The Rock versus Cena and CM Punk versus Jericho. And I will remember this one more than I'll remember that one. I remember details about that one, of course, because I got to see The Undertaker versus Triple H in the the Hell in a Cell, which was supposed to be the end of an era match. I got to see stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. It was great seeing that in person. But I will always remember the people that I met here... In Chicago, the people that I talked to, the people I met, the friends I met, how loud it was, I will always remember all of that stuff because it was it was a good feeling to be there in person and to hear that and to hear the passion again of wrestling fans because wrestling, professional wrestling is a dying art. And yes, I call it an art because there's so much that goes into it that people don't realize. People are like, oh, they're just jumping around. There's so much more that goes into wrestling than people realize. And no, I'm not going to get into it because it's a lot. I'll go into a rant and I'm not going to do that to you guys. Um, I'm trying to keep this on a time limit because I'm basically going to stop recording once I get close to work. I'm driving to work, like I said earlier. Uh, But the, the debuts between Ruby Soho, 
Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. Ruby Soho was expected. The crowd was talking about her all day long. We were talking about her outside. I said for the Joker, the only thing I would have liked, maybe, and it would I didn't want her to come back for good. It would have just been a nostalgia thing. To have her come back, have AJ Lee skip down that ramp one more time, take a uh, punch to the face, whatever, and then get thrown out. It didn't happen, of course, but it just it would have been a nostalgia thing. Um, it would have been easy to bring her in because of Punk. I know she has neck problems. I know she probably can't do it. That's that's that's, that's fine. That's I just miss AJ. I miss AJ Lee. I was a huge fan of hers. Um, so we knew we were getting Ruby, and her reaction when she walked out and her almost crying. It gets me emotional because Punk did the same thing. You don't see Punk as a very emotional person at all. So when he debuted at First Dance, and he got all emotional and then actually apologized to people for disappointing them years ago, shocked me because Punk's not typically that type of person. So to see the emotion in these wrestlers' faces, uh, like her and Punk and Adam Cole and uh, Brian Danielson, I mean, to see their emotion, you can tell that they genuinely were like, I was not expecting this reaction. I was not expecting... Because Adam Cole said the same thing. Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, CM Punk, and Brian Danielson all said the same thing. They all said, I didn't know what to expect when I walked out of that curtain. I did not know if I was going to get a reaction. I didn't know if people were going to know who I was. We all knew who you guys were. Every single one of them got a great reaction. Uh, Adam Cole probably got my biggest pop because I wasn't sure if he was actually coming or not. Because I wasn't sure when his contract was up. And then when he kicked Jungle Boy, I was like, oh, God, he's a heel. And then Brian Danielson showed up. And I was not expecting both. I was expecting one or the other. I was not expecting both. So for me to tell you that I marked out hard when Brian Danielson's music hit and he came out is an understatement. That end of that pay-per-view sent me home so happy. If, if I had an eight-hour drive, I would have been so hyped up, I wouldn't have been able to sleep anyway. That pay-per-view and the ending to that pay-per-view were just absolutely fantastic. I will remember it for the rest of my life. I will tell my child, kids, if I have more than one, about it. I will go every year to All Out. I will make sure that I am there every year. I will support AEW to the fullest. And if AEW does something that I don't like, I will call them out on it just like I do with WWE, which that's a whole other conversation too. Um, I am a wrestling fan and first, I am not just an AEW fan, I am a wrestling fan. I pay attention to everything, ROH, Impact, New Japan, Indies, I pay attention to everything. So, I, if I see something wrong, I'm going to say it. This show flawless. I, I, I didn't have any issues with the show except for maybe maybe the placements on the card because of the way that Paul White was put in after CM Punk and Darby. But then again, I understand again why they were put on that place in the card. My least match that I was looking forward to the least was Kenny Omega versus Christian Gage. And I love Omega. He's my favorite wrestler. But even that match was good. Because I'm not a big fan of Christian Cage. I liked him when he was with the Brood, and I liked him when he was with Edge. But as a singles wrestler, I've never been a big fan. But even that match was good. It was just a solid card up and down. Everybody put on a hell of a performance. The best match, of course, was Steel Cage match with the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. I always wanted the Lucha Brothers to win the tag team titles. So for me to be there in person 
when they finally won the titles was, uh, I mean, I, I popped hard for that one. Like, that was something that I wanted for a long time, and it finally happened. And I was like, yeah, I cannot wait to see what they do with this run. I know people call the Lucha Brothers underrated, but if you've watched their Lucha Underground matches, you watch their Impact matches, you know that not only are these guys great tag team partners, but they're great singles competitors too. So I was so happy for them to finally win those titles. I'm sure one of them will win the world title someday, if not the TNT title. Um, definitely best match of the night was between them. People say the Young Bucks are overrated too, but they always put in 100% every single time they wrestle too. They never phone it in. Um, between like the thumbtack shoe and uh, just the just the heel persona that the Young Bucks are portraying right now. It's, it's so annoying that you're like, okay, I can dig this because it's so annoying. Yeah, um, I... I can't say any more than 10 out of 10. Uh, it made me want to go to All Out every year. It made me want to support AEW to the fullest. It made me want to buy the merch. It made me want to do whatever they need me to do to make sure that they thrive as a company. Um, because they did everything right this weekend. Even getting into the venue itself, which I didn't get into and I apologize. I got straight into the show. When I got into the venue, I was like 10th person in line in the door. I get to the merch table, I'm like, oh god, this Darby Allen and CM Punk shirt's gonna sell out. I'm like 45 people back. They get through us so quick in the merchandise booth, I was ecstatic. Because a lot of times when you go to a show like that, you'll stand in line for 45 freaking minutes waiting on a shirt. No, I was in and out of the merch line in less than 20 minutes, and I was in and out of the food line because I got CM Punk's ice cream bar, and yes, it was good. I saved the wrapper for Britney. It was both, total time for both of those was within 30 minutes. I was in and out of the food line and the t-shirt line within 30 minutes. Very, very happy about that. If they can keep that efficiency for every show, they've got something going. Because a lot of times those venues cannot do that. Don't know how they did it. Don't know how they kept stuff moving so fast. Whatever they did though, it worked and they need to keep doing it. Um, I highly, highly recommend going to an AEW show. I mean, go to a wrestling show in general if you can. But if you're going to go to a wrestling show, either get mid-level, nosebleed, or get a front row. Because if you're anywhere between upper level and front row, it's a hard it's hard to see. Just because people hold signs up and people stand up, stuff like that. So, if you're going to get a ticket to a show and you've never been to one, do nosebleed to where you can see everything. You're not going to get the best pictures, though. Try to get front row, which is damn near impossible for an AEW show now, unless you want to spend two grand. Or get mid-level to where you're high enough up to where you can be elevated, but you're not so high that you can't take pictures. Uh, if you are anywhere between floor, anywhere from fourth row back, you're going to have a hard time taking pictures. You're going to have a hard time seeing uh, because of the people in front of you. But it's just, it's the atmosphere. If you just want to experience it, then get seats wherever you want for the first time. Because it is electric. It is something that you will not forget and it was that way with dynamite too when i saw dynamite on november 20th 2019 the only dynamite show i got to go to before the pandemic it was the same way so it doesn't matter if it is all out or if it's dynamite the electricity the energy is the same for every single show which tells me how excited people are starting to get for wrestling shows again so i i haven't seen this kind of excitement for wrestling show since the Attitude Era when it was WCW versus WWE, WWF at the time in the Monday Night Wars. That was the last time I've seen this kind of excitement for a show. So, I am excited to see where 
they go in the future. Excited to see who they sign. Of course, the next Ruben, what is going to be Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen on the, the Independents. Um, he may come in in February at Revolution. Uh, he tweeted the coordinates to Mount Rushmore, which was the name of the, the group that him, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks had in ROH. So he could have just been trolling people. He might be the next one to sign. I don't know. I know the next two debuts are probably going to be in at Revolution and at, at Double or Nothing, because Double or Nothing always has the, the men's casino battle royale where they have a Joker card. So somebody will probably debut there. Yeah. Um, I am almost to work, so I will cut this off. But do not miss an AEW show. If it comes to your area, do not miss it. Uh, it is the best experience you'll ever have. I will not recommend... I cannot recommend any higher going to one of those shows. We had like 10,300 people at this show, and there is not... So far, I have not read anything. I read the dirt sheet. So far, I have not read anything about a COVID case from that show. Don't know if there has been. If there has been, you can correct me, but I have not heard anything. Uh, typically, the dirt sheets will report, hey, you know, 500 people came down with COVID because of of this, whatever. I have not heard a thing. Um, go to an AEW show. Enjoy yourself. Please do not keep yourself talk to people because the group of people that are with you in the AEW show are there for the same thing you are and I made some really good friends at that show I will if anybody responds to this and wants me to I will do a breakdown of each match of All Out uh, if not my next one I, I need to do another podcast I need to start doing it weekly but I don't know what to talk about um, any recommendations to talk about let me know I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Go support AEW. Go support Tony Khan. Go support these guys for bringing the love of wrestling back.